You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? It's your girl, Jonan, right here. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable athletes and fighters, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. Man, I, I just feel so pumped up today. I don't know why. I mean, at lunchtime today, I had a protein shake that was, um, you know, it had extra BCAAs. I don't know if it's, beca- if it's because of that or what, but I'm just super, super pumped up. And you know what? It could actually be because of the phenomenal fights that happened over the weekend. Hello. Yes, I'm talking about the UFC fight between Alexander Gustafson and Glover Teixeira. Man, what oh man that was probably the best fight of the year so far and you know what we're actually going to be breaking it down this episode so that's going to be pretty exciting also we're going to be previewing the fights that are coming up this weekend for ufc 212 which is set to happen in rio de janeiro brazil it is going to be headlined by a featherweight championship bout between the current champion, Jose Aldo, and the interim champion, Max Holloway. And also, there's going to be some uh, other interesting fights on that card as well. So we're going to be previewing those as well. And also, just a heads up, in the upcoming weeks, we have a few boxing bouts that are going to be pretty, pretty interesting. And, um, you know, when we're approaching those, we'll definitely talk a bit more about those. I know we already, you know, talked about Canelo and um, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And we also talked about that mega fight between Anthony Joshua and, um, uh, you know, uh, what was his name? God. Uh, Klitschko, yes, that's the thing I was looking for. So those are, you know, those were the big uh, boxing bats that we mainly talked about on TKO. And I know if you're listening to TKO and you're a diehard boxing fan, you're probably saying, Janon, how come you don't talk about all the boxing events that are going on? Well, you know, our main focus here is mostly mixed martial arts and, you know, maybe kickboxing and Muay Thai. We do try to talk about boxing as well, but if they're, you know, pretty big events so yeah we're gonna be talking about a few boxing events in the upcoming weeks so do not worry and make sure that you stay tuned and that you tune in so yeah there you have that so what are we waiting for let's just start breaking down the fight that happened between alexander gustafson and glover Teixeira. let's go oh yes okay so If you tuned in last week into TKO, well, I talked about how this fight is going to be a light heavyweight bout between Alexander and Glover. So these two guys, just like we already said, are the number one and number two contenders in the light heavyweight division. And, you know, coming into the fight, it was just so hard to predict who was going to be the dominator uh, uh, during fight night because both of these guys are just so good at what they're doing, especially in terms of boxing. I mean, Glover, he has, you know, he has a lot of inspirations from Mike Tyson and he's just such a fantastic striker and a wrestler. And talking about Alexander Gustafson, his opponent, you know, just like we said, he's been uh, competing in amateur boxing before he was um, doing MMA 
And, um, you know, he has uh, fantastic footwork and um, the shots that he throws are extremely technical and, you know, accurate. So, you know, coming into the fight, it was just so, uh, you know, it, it was we as the fans couldn't really predict who was going to win the fight. And that was what made the fight so interesting to watch and to just tune in during fight night. So, yeah. So just like I was saying, <sighs> Both of these guys are so good at what they're doing. And coming into the fight, Gustafson was so confident that he was he had this fight and that he had the footwork, according to himself. He had the footwork and he had the takedown defense. And, um, you know, uh, and he, he constantly kept saying that Glover can't really do anything to just, um, you know, get on top and to defeat him through decision. And so coming into the fight, talking about the hype of the fight, man, when, I mean, obviously the fights are happening in Stockholm, Sweden. It's happening in um, Alexander Gustafsson's home country. And so obviously most of the crowd is ch cheering. They're rooting for Alexander Gustafsson. And he's just such a big star, you know, over there in Sweden. And so everybody was just, you know, chanting his um, um, entrance song. And it was just so hyped up. Everybody was cheering for Alexander Gustafson. And so when he walked in, you know, the, the, the crowd was behind Alexander Gustafson. But, you know, you could definitely tell that Glover Teixeira wouldn't really let all that, um, you know, you could say booing. I mean, the, the crowd was pretty polite. They wouldn't necessarily, you know, constantly boo Glover Teixeira when he like when his name was being announced or something they were pretty polite but you could tell that Glover Teixeira he wouldn't he wasn't really letting all that you know hype crowd hype getting into him okay anyways moving on the fight finally starts okay just like I said before Alexander Gustafsson has He's pretty tall and he has all the physical advantages. So when he's tall, I mean, obviously, it's so much harder for Glover to, you know, uh, basically extend his shots in order to make them be be absorbed by uh, Alexander Gustafson's head. And also, just beca because Alexander Gustafson's so tall, therefore, his range is almost, you know, it's just uh, increased by so much because his arms are longer. So and he knows it, right? And because he knows this point, he's trying to take advantage of it. Or at least that's what we said. We said that he needs to take advantage of his um, this physical uh, benefit, this physical advantage that he has. And, you know, use it smartly so that he just, you know, uh, stays on the outside and doesn't really try to get into a clinch with Glover Teixeira. Because Glover Teixeira, just like we said, is a phenomenal striker. And if one of his strikes do uh, you know connect to your temple you're done so uh, you know just like we said in our previous episode it was pretty pretty essential for Alexander Gustafson to use his advantages and to just fight smart and man talking about a prediction that is exactly what Alexander Gustafson my man Alexander did that night during fight nine man okay the first round Things were pretty interesting. I mean, Glover Teixeira, talking about such persistence. Man, he was just coming at Alexander Gustafsson, and he did try to close the distance a few times. And 
I'm not gonna lie, a few of his shots actually did connect to Alexander Gustafson's head, and he, you could tell that Alexander, you know, he definitely absorbed those shots, and he kind of developed a new uh, sort of respect for how powerful Glover Teixeira's shots were. And so, because of that, you know, in, in the beginning of the very first round, Glover was almost being successful, but Alexander realized what he was doing, and he tried to basically, you know, uh, kind of change his ways and um, do what I said he should do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, so he he tried to maintain his range, and he tried to stay on the outside from then on. And that was so brilliant of him to do that. And um, and also in the first round, there were a few takedown attempts by Glover Teixeira, which uh, w of which one of them was actually successful. He you know he threw down Alexander Gustafson onto the canvas, but Alexander uh, the way that Alexander landed on the canvas, he quickly he really quickly got away from um, you know Glover's control and he just got back to his feet right away and so you know that was just so interesting to watch because man Alexander knows what he's doing he's fighting extremely smart he knows that he shouldn't really just because he's on the ground and um, you know just because your opponent kind of dic dictates you to do a certain thing you, that doesn't mean you should you know uh, abide by his rules you, you should do your own thing so he definitely did the right thing by um, not trying to stay on the ground and grapple uh, on the ground with uh, Glover Teixeira, who's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That, so that was pretty brilliant of Alexander Gustafsson. Anyway, so he got back to his feet. And then from then on, every single time, Glover Teixeira tried to charge forward with his shots towards Alexander Gustafsson. Gustafsson was just basically you know sprint away and run away and just basically try to circle circle away from him and just run away in a way and if you're an if you're a casual fan and don't really you know care about the techniques you're probably saying man he's such a such a coward then you know he's in a fight why would he try to run away from his opponent and I'm gonna tell you this it was actually pretty pretty brilliant because he knew what he was doing if, you know, he was trying to maintain his distance. And that was his way of doing that. And I wouldn't necessarily call it cowardice, but, you know, he was doing the right thing. He was being extremely technical. He knew what he was doing. I would say you should always do what's best for you and not try to, you know, like, like when you do something, you shouldn't really concern, concern yourself with um, thinking about, oh, is this, um, is this going to make me look stupid or not or whatever. You shouldn't really think about it. You should just go with it. Go with your gut. Go with your fighter gut and just do your thing. And so, you know, that was pretty much the, the first few rounds. And you know, uh, I mean, what would you do if you were in Glover Teixeira's shoes? You definitely have the height disadvantage. You're so much shorter. And when you're trying to close the distance with Alexander, he just runs away and you're never really able to get a hold of him. So what would you really do? I mean, I don't really I don't really know. Right. Unless you just try to wrestle with him. But that's just going to take so much energy out of you. And man, Alexander Gustafson did all the right things. And, um, you know, he was extremely fast. His footwork was on point. He was constantly moving around. There was never a moment that Alexander Gustafson was just um, standing still on his feet. He was constantly moving around and he tried to, you know, basically duck uh, Glover's shots if 
Glover was throwing any shots, and he tried to throw a few punches of himself. And man, talk about accuracy and just perf- perfect combos. Man, Alexander Gustafson had it all that night, and he was just throwing the best combos. And um, to talk about his combos, his combos mostly consisted of um, uppercuts and um, right hand over the top. So, you know, uh, that was most of the combinations that he threw was um, it was those moves. And um, they were definitely being um, effective that they were being um, connecting. You know, they were connecting to Glover Teixeira's um, head. And Glover Teixeira's face was, man, it was busted up. So you can definitely tell that his shots were being effective. So, Man, the, the the first few rounds just passed like that. And actually, from those combos that Alexander Gustafson is throwing, a few of them actually result in um, Glover Teixeira being knocked down. That, you know, because those shots, you know, connected to the right place at the right time. So Glover just went down, but... He it, like although he did go down a few times, but he knew what he was doing, and he tried to kind of like, uh, you know, a few times he tried to go for an armbar on the ground and just basically shake it off. But you know, I mean, he did his, uh, he did what his instincts tell uh, told him to do, and I guess it's okay. I mean, he did all that he could during those times so anyways moving to the last round yes the five the fifth round so what i'm gonna do for this round is that i'm gonna do a you know not really a live play-by-play but i'm just gonna do a play-by-play commentary you could call it so i'm gonna play the fifth round on my computer right now in the studio and um what I'm going to do is that I'm going to, you know, basically describe what's happening and kind of analyze what's going on. So because, you know, when when the fight was actually happening and all of these things were going on, I was just so excited. and was just thinking, man, I know what I'm going to do when I get into the studio for TKO. That's going to be so exciting. I mean, what are the fans going to do when they hear this play by play by your girl Janan here in the studio, man, because this fight was just so interesting to watch and so exciting. I was kind Constantly on the edge of my couch and it was just so interesting to watch okay anyways 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 I'm gonna move on to the fifth round of this fight okay playing now so Glover's still you know maintaining his confidence and he's still trying to f- throw a few shots and Gustafson doesn't even look like he's tired at all and um, Glover's just um, you know attempting a few leg kicks seeing how those go but you know it's not working obviously and his nose is bleeding. Glover's nose is bleeding. I can imagine it's pretty hard for him to breathe right now and just concentrate on the fight. But just like, just like I said, Gustafson is constantly on his feet, trying to move around and just throw a few a, a few strikes at a time towards um, Glover. Oh man, there's a there's a combination. There's an uppercut towards um, Glover's head, but it doesn't really connect. Wow, they're okay. Glover actually connected a shot towards Alexander Gustafson's head, but Gustafson is not shot, is not rocked at all. Okay, they're just circling around the octagon. Oh, there's one, two, three, three uppercuts. Whoa, Alexander Gustafson just finished Glover Teixeira. Oh my goodness. So, what he did was that he threw. Three perfect uppercuts 
And what he did when he saw that Glover Teixeira was rocked, it was wobbled, he threw the last shot, which was a a hook, a, you know, a right hook, and it perfectly connected to Glover's temple. And there you have it. Glover Teixeira goes right to the canvas, and the referee stopped the fight right away. It was so I mean, I mean, I wouldn't really say, okay, it's beautiful in terms of, um, you know, technique and, um, you know, I'm, I'm an MMA purist. I would call myself a purist. So I guess in my eyes, it was beautiful. But if you're trying to be emotional and like, I guess if you're a casual fan and you were watching this um, moment, you would say, man, I feel so bad for Glover. And you know what? I actually do too. But I feel like, man, Glover had the heart of a champion in my mind because to be you know to be fighting a guy an elite guy like Alexander Gustafson and to not drop literally until the last round to the last moments of the fight you've shown that you're so you know you're so mentally and physically tough and that you're not easy to give up and that you know you just like you just keep going and you're such you're just such a hard worker and as for Alexander Gustafson man a title shot is a must for Alexander Gustafson just like we said in our previous episode uh, you know whoever won this fight and in this case you know Alexander Gustafson is um, really really likely that he's going to get a title shot against the winner of the light heavyweight championship um, fight which is going to happen soon in July and yes I'm talking about the fight between Danny Cormier the current champion of you know the uh, him fighting John Jones the former champion so whoever wins the Daniel Cormier John Jones fight is uh, fighting Alexander Gustafson you know it's it's a really probable uh, fight but it's not confirmed yet but man talk about Alexander Gustafson is just so skilled and I know that so far he's had a few title shots you know he's had his chances to uh, go out and get that belt for himself and unfortunately during those times he wasn't successful even though the uh, you know the decisions uh, talk about his last title shot against Daniel Cormier he lost through a split decision and he really really challenged the current champion Daniel Cormier so you know right now I feel like Alexander Gustafson has improved so much and so because of that I would say that if he does get a title shot right now Things are going to be, you know, the odds are going to be in favor of him by a lot. And, man, I really mean it. And, man, best of luck with, um, you know, best of luck to Alex and Augustuson and his future career. And my heart just goes out to Glover Teixeira and so much respect to him. So much respect to Glover Teixeira for his, um, for how tough he was during this fight. And kudos to Alex and Augustuson. So, yeah, man. So as you can tell, you know, that I was pretty excited about that fight. And I'm really happy that I actually got to do the play-by-play uh, commentary thing for the last round of this fight. And I found it to be pretty cool. Hope you did as well. So yeah, man. So there you have that. As for now, we're just going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to briefly preview the main event and the co-main event of UFC 212 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So stay tuned, do not go anywhere.
Hey y'all, it's Janon from TKO, as you already know. All we talk about here on TKO is mixed martial arts and other related combat sports. So yeah, man, we're back here in the studio. So just like we said before the break, we are going to be previewing the fights happening on UFC 212 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So I'm going to get started with the third last uh, fight on the main card because this bout actually features one of the legends of of the sport period. Yes, I'm talking about Vitor Belford. Yes, the champion, the former champion, the legend. Yes, I mean, yeah, he's currently the number 11 contender in the in the middleweight division, the um, 185 pounds division. But this guy, just like his nickname, the Phenom, he is the Phenom. He's been in the game for almost 20 years. And man, like he's had so many great accomplishments and he's had so many highlights on his professional career, he has phenomenal striking abilities and knockout power. And right now, you know, he's he's kind of old now, I guess, if you're comparing him to his prime back in the day. Just like, just like I said, he's been in the game for two decades now. But right now, he's going to be fighting, or at UFC 212, he's going to be fighting Nate Marquard. I'm so sorry if I just butchered that name, but... I believe that is um, Nate's uh, last name. So, you know, Nate's a pretty uh, dangerous uh, fighter and opponent for Vitor Belfort, especially, uh, you know, Vitor Belfort, just like I said, even though he's a legend, but in his last few fights, he's been completely starched by his opponents. And I'm talking about, you know, him being submitted, him being um, grounded and pounded on the ground and just completely destroyed and mauled over by as a, by his recent opponents, unfortunately. But let's not forget the fact that Vitor, we're talking about Vitor Belford. Vitor Belford, no, like regardless of his um, current fights, of his um, recent fights, he's still a legend and will be a legend forever it, it, when you're talking about MMA. So let's talk about a few stats here. So Vitor Belfort has had 25 wins. Nate Mark, Mar- oh, I'm just going to call him Nate. Okay, Nate has had 38 wins on, a, on his professional career. However, in this case, Vitor Belfort is, um, you know, he has the advantage in terms of striking because 72% of the time he's been, um, out of all the fights that he's had so far, he's been able to knock out his opponents, you know, just uh, either knock out or TKO his opponents. But Nate, on the other hand, is really good at his um, jiu-jitsu and um, he's um, he's a submission artist. So Vitor really needs to watch out for that. Also, you know, talking about the range and the reach reach advantage of these guys, they're pretty uh, identical. So I guess what it all comes down to is, um, you know, how prepared Vitor Belford comes into this fight. Is he uh, is he prepared for this fight cardio wise? Because just like I said, he's kind of old for the game right now. So and. You know, especially with the whole anti-doping um, testings that are being done recently. I mean, I'm not saying that all the fighters 
you know, do doping or do steroids. But I mean, I'm definitely, especially if you're Vitor's age, doing a bit of, um, you know, steroid um, supplements or testosterone supplements would definitely help you with your performance. But I mean, in this case, none of the fighters are allowed to do that. But I mean, it's going to be a pretty interesting fight. And Nate, what he needs to do to be successful in this fight is to take the fight to the ground. Because recently, especially, you know, uh, Vitor Belfort has not been able to successfully defend himself on the ground. So Nate can take down Vitor Belfort and just either, you know, ground and pound him or just go for a submission because, yeah. But Vitor Belfort, to be successful, for him to be successful, he needs to use his striking and just go out and get it in the first few rounds or the first few minutes, you could say, of the fight because that's all, you know, that's the time that he has all that power. And then after that, I guess if you use all of your power, then you're just going to get gassed out. But, you know, just like I said, it's going to be a pretty, pretty interesting fight. So moving on to the co-main event of the evening, we have Claudia Gedalia fighting Carolina Kowalkiewicz. So these ladies are fighting for a strawweight bout. Claudia is number one. Carolina is number two. Both of these ladies have fought the current champion, Joanna Janjajek. And Claudia is a phenomenal wrestler and uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Carolina is a phenomenal striker. She is actually one of the few people who really hurt Joanna uh, Janjajek, the champion, when she was fighting Joanna. So, I mean, she, <laughs> when you're looking at her face, she really does look, um, you know, polite and innocent. But, man, don't let that fool you because this girl is a bad girl and she knows what she's doing. She is a dangerous and deadly striker. So, Claudia needs to watch, uh, watch out for that. Also, Claudia needs to work on her cardio. Hopefully, she's worked on her cardio because, you know, when you're doing all that wrestling and takedowns, I mean, uh, after that, you're going to get gassed out. So hopefully you have a great stamina and um, a great cardio to just continue with the same um, level of power that you initially started with. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this fight because the ladies are always interesting to watch. Especially the straw, uh, the strawway uh, ladies, they're pretty interesting to watch. And now moving on to the main event of the evening, we're talking about a featherweight championship bout between the current champion Jose Aldo and the interim champion Max Holloway. Man, this is gonna be pretty interesting because Jose Aldo, as we already know, he. He, he had been the champion for 10 straight years. He was undefeated for 10 years until Conor McGregor, yes, and the tortoise Conor McGregor came along and he knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds of the very first round. So, you know, I mean, Jose Aldo is a pretty phenomenal fighter. And I, I feel like that that thing, that knockout on your record shouldn't really be considered you know, a shame or whatever you want to call it. But apparently, according to the media, that's a huge deal. But I personally wouldn't consider consider it a shame. I feel like Jose Aldo is a phenomenal fighter and everybody needs to watch out for him. He's one of a kind. And Max Holloway, man, there's a reason why he's currently the interim champion because he deserves it. He's such a hard worker. He's a phenomenal striker and he has such great stamina and he usually throws a lot of volume of punches. So I feel like Jose Aldo also needs to watch out for that. So Jose Aldo has the advantage in terms of um, technique 
And I feel like Max Holloway has the advantage of, uh, of um, you know, stamina and uh, not basically running out of energy and just continuing with the same power that you started with. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty interesting fight. And man, so make sure that you catch up with this fight or this entire card on Saturday night, June 3rd. Yes, this time I actually said it right. Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Yes, catch up with that. And I'm looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca, y'all, and catch up with our show, TKO. And until next time, which is next week, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.